Okay, so welcome everybody. This is Reverend Anna Jones, and we are gathered here tonight on uh, the uh, tenth, the October the twentieth, twenty twenty, is the the date um, for these events that are usually pretty timeless events. These messages that we receive aren't um, usually for just this time period, but also for um, containing profound wisdom that uh, can take uh, weeks, months, years, sometimes uh, many years in order for us to integrate the profound wisdom that comes through some of the messages and some of the teachings uh, that come through these transmissions. So this is the Archangel Michael uh, Global Transmission um, series that uh, you're participating in. Uh, for those of you participating live, thank you so much. I really appreciate the live participation. I also feel that it's a special opportunity uh, when you're participating live to really feel the palpability of um, Archangel Michael's energy and how strong and palpable it really is uh, and to be able to uh, just get the full full benefit of uh, the full energy transmission and light activation that takes place uh, during these transmissions because it's not just a message transmission it is a full-on energy transmission and light activation that uh, Archangel Michael is doing um, with the planet at this time and uh, it's at his request that I'm choosing Choosing these dates and choosing these times um, so there's um, a lot of information available um, on my website uh, regarding my bio you can go read about uh, me who I am as an interfaith minister um, and the fact that I've been uh, receiving these messages from the angels pretty much my whole life and it really began to be um, go on to a whole other level multiple spiritual awakenings that I've had um, one of the most powerful being at the age of 14 when I began doing spiritual energy healing called laying on of hands healing and um, there's uh, several recordings that I've made that tell more of the story of that um, but the messages took on a whole other level and started to be being delivered to other people and but but at first when I started receiving these messages um, clairaudiently uh, is how I was receiving it I was just being um, I was having these uh, just really profound spiritual experiences doing the laying on of hands healing and getting information uh, for, to share with people and it was just a word a sentence a phrase that would come through and I would be asked to share it with others and I've developed it uh, following uh, the guidance of the angels to the, the point to the degree uh, that it is today and of course I began that healing group in 1981 uh, when I first began um, those uh, healing sessions uh, with the um, the charismatic youth group uh, that I was involved in the charismatic Catholic youth group that I was involved with at, at, during a teen, during my teenage years so um, and then I've evolved it since um, in fact uh, at the age of 18 on uh, it became pretty much my my life path my life purpose to understand uh, the uh, the energy what I now call energy healing spiritual healing um, to understand the community communication with the spiritual world, with the spiritual beings, especially with the angelic realm that I have such a um, deep and profound connection with. And so then I started doing this work uh, following the guidance of them and to, as to the process. Um, and they gave me uh, a process throughout uh, all of the course of studies and trainings as, as well as um, the mystical experiences that I've had uh, with them. 
and they gave me this process very very early on that we're going to be using this evening it's the same process I always use um, so for those of you who are new I will definitely guide us through it explain it all along the way um, for those of you who are joining again um, who are already familiar with my work you know the benefit of this process is that um, it can really take us into that communion experience uh, with these beings and take us into the experience where we can really receive uh, the full transmission again which is not just the message the vocal auditory message that's going to be spoken through my voice but um, the, the full transmission is the energy transmission the light activation that is being sent directly to you and that's being sent directly to the planet and in many ways uh, the angels have even described that the transmission is even some of this transmission even comes through you and some of the healing um, that is being sent the light activation that's being sent actually isn't just coming through me but is actually coming through uh, each and every person that participates in this both live as well as through the recordings even over time um, even uh, long long after uh, as this wisdom uh, is is part of that light and part of that energy as the vocal message that is coming through is part of that energy that will be um, coming through basically and uh, and, and, and will be uh, activating things even going on into the future it's not just for this time period so this particular series is unique um, these mystical experiences I've been having with Archangel Michael uh, and in in which I became a conscious trance channel of Archangel Michael in um, I, I believe it was 1993 was the year that I honed it in to as far as like the exact date uh, I know that it was in the late fall early winter time period I don't know the exact date when it really became fully conscious uh, before that it was uh, communications I was receiving for him and it wasn't uh, as fully conscious as it is now and definitely not uh, to the depth and to the extent of which I am um, choosing to be of service uh, to be an instrument for uh, him to be able to speak through messages and deliver the messages to humanity and because he has uh, requested uh, I do the solstices and the equinoxes for quite a number of years now I've been doing these transmissions for quite a while but this is the first time uh, that he's requested, especially for those of you who are brand new, uh, he's requested these transmissions be monthly. So if you saw on the website when you signed up, you see that there's a series of them. Um, and we are um, already actually well into uh, the series. Really, the first one was the, uh, the, the summer solstice. That's when I really believe uh, the transmission of the summer solstice is when I really believe this series of messages began from Archangel Michael. But I didn't really start... Um, um, putting it out that way and circulating it that way until it was already July. So uh, definitely um, uh, I feel the summer solstice was the beginning, but the formal beginning was July, August, September. So here we are at October. So that we're already into uh, the, f this will be the fourth transmission in this monthly series. He's asked for it to be on the 20th. I know that there's uh, some cosmological um, celestial uh, reference to that because it is the day that uh, the sun enters every month it's always approximately around the 20th of every month uh, usually some a lot of times on the 20th of every month that the sun uh, transitions into a new sign of the zodiac so there is some celestial event which is usually when he chooses to do these types of um, 
uh, types of transmissions and asked me to do them at usually these cosmic events and celestial events like the solstices and the equinoxes, occasionally on uh, eclipses, occasionally on new moons, full moons, etc. He's he's requested that I uh, facilitate these transmissions and and host these teleconference calls for as many people as possible. So I'm making them free and available to everyone for um, making it as uh, for as many people as possible. So please feel free to always invite your friends and to even share uh, the recordings because uh, the, the this series is so unique um, that I've even begun a new way of sharing the recordings and turning the recordings from these transmissions into podcasts. So I have a podcast on iTunes. It's also up on my AnnaJonesOnline.com website. Um, so if you go to AnnaJonesOnline.com and you click on podcasts, uh, you'll be able to access the Celestial Voice podcast on there, um, and you'll see all of them listed on there. Um, each one has a different name, a different title, uh, and uh, at the very top was last month's. And so if you miss listening to last month's transmission and you want to um, listen to that one and the previous ones, uh, the, the the podcast will um, podcast. There's several of them on there, but they have um, actually uh, the all the way from let's see, I, I believe I even put the summer solstice one on there. Yeah, so the summer solstice and then July, August, and September's are already posted up on the Social Voice Podcast page. So you can also download, download those off of iTunes by going onto iTunes and, and looking for Celestial Voice Podcast with Anna Jones, and uh, you'll be able to see all those current episodes up there. So uh, they are available um, for um, again, mass circulation because of Archangel Michael wanting these messages to get out other than the uh, the celestial event of the sun transitioning into a new sign of the zodiac. I'm really not quite sure what all the re- meanings are as to why he's chosen it to be on the 20th every month, but it does seem like there's a numerological significance. I felt that the strongest today, um, with it being 10, 20, 20, 20, um, and uh, that, that just really stood out to me today. In fact, I had a synchronicity earlier today when I was doing a private session with private client because I do do private one-on-one angel and spirit guide readings, past life readings. Uh, I do a lot of this work um, privately one-on-one as well as angelic healing sessions uh, through the phone on Zoom, etc. So during that time, I even looked at the the clock at one point in time and I haven't even looked at the clock very many uh, times today. I've been so busy, but when I did look at the clock, it was 10-10. So I was like, okay, it's 10-10 on 10-20-2020. And that just seemed like a numerological synchronicity for sure. Uh, So actually one of the questions that got submitted uh, for last month was, uh, and he didn't, I don't think he really answered it. So I'm going to ask the question again. I'm just going to put the question out there to him um, because I thought it, I thought it was a really good question then. I think it's a really good question now uh, is if he could speak more about, if he wants to reveal more about, it's always up to him. If he wants to reveal more about the numerological significance of why he's chosen to do it on these dates. The other thing that I was aware of about the dates, however, is that I was aware that there is, um, and that he wanted to do a sequence and he wanted to build up these messages and that there's something energy wise, light activation wise that he's transmitting and building up and that there's something that these messages are in the process of building up to the winter solstice because the winter solstice is the last one in this series. Um, we will uh, be doing one, of course, on 11-20-2020, 
but then the last one in the series will be 12-20-2020, which is the eve um, of the winter solstice. It's the it's within it's the first day of that three-day window. There's always a three-day window of every solstice and equinox period. Uh, the day of the day before, the day of, and the day after, um, whether it's a solstice or an equinox or whether it's a new moon or a full moon, uh, that three-day period is a time when the energies are the strongest and you're experiencing the energies. And it's the three-day period where uh, the sun appears to stand still in the sky. Of course, the mean word solstice means sun stands still, um, the ancient term for that, because to the ancients, they used to look up in the sky on the times of the solstices and it would appear to the naked eye as if the sun wasn't moving uh, through the zodiac and wasn't moving through the sky. It was standing still over those three days. So um, the 20th will actually be the first day in that three-day period, uh, and we will be gathering to do that last transmission um, the eve before the actual time of the, um, the the solstice, which will be falling on the 21st for most of us here in the United States. So that is significant. Um, I have been having some synchronicities. Uh, I feel like I want to ask my own personal questions about this. I have some questions. Part of the process the angels gave me years ago is to never approach without questions and to always put those questions out there first. Um, so I have a couple of my own personal questions, and then I, I have some questions that were submitted from my Archangel Michael study group members. So uh, I host uh, a study group um, where we study these messages actually on the second Tuesday of every month. Um, so on the second Tuesday of every month, um, we are going to uh, be studying the messages that come through and we already have been. Um, in case you're interested in that, you can go to, go back again to the AnnaJonesOnline.com website and click on events and you can find that study group information. Um, but basically it It'll include a type transcript of this message from today and then a further deeper study as well as meditation around whatever it is that he's going to be asking us to do or whatever it is he's going to be instructing us in. I basically write these meditations uh, for that group and I invite members of that group to submit questions for these transmissions. So um, that's uh, exciting that we got some questions from the group submitted for tonight, actually quite a number uh, for, for tonight. So, um, But I just wanted to talk about my question first and then we'll go into the the group questions and then again we'll put all those questions out there and then what I do the guidance that they gave me through this process is to put it all out there and then just release it um, and then go into the step-by-step uh, process of uh, receiving the transmission um, so that's what we're going to do and I'll guide you and tell you more about that when we're ready but right now we're kind of in the the question phase of things so um, because I've been having synchronicities lately um, about the winter solstice uh, coming up and it's been coming up uh, quite a bit in the last couple of days um, I was uh, just wanting Archangel Michael to one of my questions is can he tell us why he chose to um, end on the summer on the winter solstice sorry winter solstice well it's winter solstice for those of us in the northern hemisphere it's actually summer solstice for, for those of you who might be in the southern hemisphere but why he chose to end the series on 12 2020 20, 
2020, um, what the uh, significance of the building up to that is, and is there something specific that he wants us to know about um, that is coming up on this particular solstice? Uh, because one of the things that I've been tuning into is that there is a very powerful uh, Jupiter and Saturn um, grand conjunction that is going to be happening on the same day as the solstice. And um, there is uh, going to be eclipse season again. Last year, uh, the solstice uh, also happened during an eclipse season, and uh, the solstice will also be occurring within eclipse season uh, once again, um, where we'll be within the energy field of uh, eclipses. However, there's a lot of um, misinformation and false information out there right now that there is an eclipse on the day of the solstice. That's one of the false pieces of information out there, and there's not. Um, I have verified this from multiple different astronomy sources, cosmology sources, astrology sources, uh, etc. Because my studies uh, have been since 1987. Um, uh, I've been studying cosmology. It was my biggest interest, and that's where my biggest focus is cosmology uh, with these types of celestial events, but also um, astronomy and um, astrology uh, to some degree as well. And uh, so I have um, a lot of information, knowledge, uh, things that resources, etc., um, that I use and that I have in, in reference to. So the actual solar eclipse, and I didn't get a chance, I apologize to look up the exact date of the lunar eclipse that will be happening, but the actual solar eclipse, which is always on a new moon, so new moon and solar eclipse, always because the moon is traveling with the sun that allows it, the solar eclipse to happen in the first place. So the, that would mean that um, the solar eclipse is on December the 14th, um, and this is all coming up. Like all, I feel like every time is just flying by. Uh, we're going to be reaching the halfway point of the fall equinox here on the the uh, the blue moon coming up um, here, which is uh, going to be Halloween this year. The the full moon, which is a blue moon on Halloween. I'm going to be hosting a, a an event. I'm going to be doing an online journey. I'll let everybody know about that uh, here via email here sometime soon. But once we reach that halfway point, things are going to go pretty quickly um, up until you know. A th through, uh, through the holiday season, uh, building up to that uh, so, that solar eclipse, which is going to be um, on uh, December the uh, the fourteenth, and so that's new moon, and so full moon um, eclipses always come in pairs, and sometimes it's come they comes in threes, and sometimes fours, but they'll use always a pair, um, and so I didn't get a chance to look up the exact date, but it could be actually two weeks later uh, that there's going to be the lunar eclipse. I'm not sure if it's two weeks before, if it's two weeks two weeks later. So my apologies for not looking up that time, but I'm I'm just fascinated by the fact that we will be experiencing um, those uh, energies again because 2020 got ushered in, uh, in last year with um, a whole series of messages. Also, that Archangel Michael wanted to be delivered, but they were privately delivered through the study group. They weren't um, global transmissions like these are, where they're just being openly delivered to everybody and anybody. Um, and so, the, but there was a series of 
messages that was delivered leading up to the solstice last year. And so I'm just wondering, um, you know, again, if he could address, uh, if, if, if he wants to prepare us for something, if there's something that, um, he wants us to further know, um, about the upcoming solstice. There's also a lot of, um, misinformation and false information, uh, that I've seen out there about things like, um, you know, some being some kind of great solar flash or some great, uh, solar flare. Uh, there's no, there, let's put it this way. There's no evidence of such a thing. Uh, there's definitely no evidence that, uh, when Jupiter Saturn grand conjunctions happen, um, that, uh, there's any kind of energies that would be powerful enough for something like that to happen. There's also no evidence that, um, that, that, that there's anything, uh, celestially, astronomically, uh, that could facilitate, uh, such a thing to, to, again, to our knowledge. So, um, I personally feel it's really important to have integrity about putting out that information and making sure the information is correct, because, uh, when it comes to celestial events, we do know a lot. Um, and there's a lot that we don't know as far as the energetic impact of them, but we do know a lot about what's happening, when's happening, what the force of something thing can be. Um, and it's powerful enough. It's powerful enough just to have the energies of the, um, Saturn and Jupiter grand conjunction happening on the solstice because Saturn has to do with our karmic lessons. Um, it is almost always the hardships, the challenges, the difficulties, the hurdles we have to face, uh, the, 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 the karma we have to learn, the lessons we have to learn, etc. that's associated with Saturn and, um, Jupiter is our expansion and, uh, is always associated with, uh, expansive growth and, um, moving in new directions, uh, prosperity, abundance, uh, etc. So, uh, having them, uh, align in a grand conjunction like that at the time when the earth and the sun, um, are lined up in the solstice position, um, when the sun is lined up in, in, in that solstice position, um, it is going to be extra amplified that conjunction. So it's powerful enough. We don't need to add a bunch of other stuff to it. Uh, we, we, we need factual information to go on factual information. That said, I have been channeling since 1987 information about, um, the Mayan calendar and the, uh, the great shifts that have been happening and taking place of which 2020 really was the, uh, December 21st, 2012, sorry, not 2020, December 21st, 2012, um, was the, uh, the, the, basically the tipping point or the uh, transformation uh, turning point, what Archangel Michael is always referred to as the great shift of the ages. That uh, was the new dawn that began at that time. He has repeatedly in the channeled messages that I've been uh, bringing through for all these years, uh, talked about 2016 being a major turning point in that, 2020 being a major turning point uh, in that new new dawn and in, in the, the, the rising tide of energy that he was referred to it as last year, um, the rising tide of energy that was going to, um, move all shift all, uh, etc. Um, that said, there's also a lot of, uh, misinformation out there, even though 2020 is a, um, a time period. And even when I've studied the Mayan calendar, uh, there's a lot of, uh, there was a lot of fear around being the apocalypse around it, being the end of the world about it being some kind of like, uh, event that was going to bring, you know, days and days of, of darkness and there'd be no 
sun shining or the, you know, there'd be some kind of like apocalyptic type of event. There is absolutely no indication in any of the channeling that I've ever done of any such things. And, um, there's absolutely no indication in any of the work that I've done with studying astronomy, astrology, and cosmology of there being any such things. Uh, so what I'm asking him, if there's anything that he wants us to know about that, I'm certain that if there was something like that, that he would speak about it, um, and that he would, uh, be saying something about it. Um, because of the communications that I've received uh, that have been so accurate and so detailed in regards to sacred time, in regards to sacred timing and confluences, etc., uh, etc. Et However, there can be whole new energies that we are experiencing and whole new energies that come in. That's always how he describes it, right? He always describes it as these new energies that are coming in. Um, at the time of the winter solstice, our sun is aligned with the central sun. And this is something that is within our modern era that happens every year. Um, it, it's an ongoing thing within our modern era due to, to the procession of the equinoxes, due to the shifting that happens to the procession of the equinoxes where everything changes in position. Uh, that's always aligning. Uh, our sun is always aligning with the great central sun or with the galactic center. And there's immense energies that comes through and that's powerful enough in and of itself without having to conflate that in to something more uh, apocalyptic. Um, so all that said, I uh, wanted to share with you some of the synchronicities I've been having, some of the uh, insights I'm having, all of those thoughts that are in my head. Um, wanted to even speak them out loud so that it, he knows what's in my head and what's in my heart, but I wanted to speak them out loud uh, to also say, all that said, Archangel Michael, what do you, what do you want us to, what do you want us to know? Um, my last question before I get into everybody else, is also around last month a message he talked a lot about holism, um, which uh, he's been also uh, channeling messages through me about uh, for, again, um, professionally three decades now. I'm, I'm celebrating my 30-year uh, anniversary professionally uh, here of doing this work professionally. So three decades now, um, and uh, the since I started doing just channeling work professionally, healing work professionally, etc., even though it wasn't Archangel Michael consciously until a few, few years later, three years later, um, but he was talking about holism and, um, and, and, and I was really reflecting on that again recently this week and the difference of, of how we're not operating on the, on a holistic model. It was really, it was really evident to me, just looking at the world, just, uh, listening, watching, etc., on social media, on, uh, YouTube, on, um, you know, news sources, etc. uh, no matter where I look, no matter where I go, uh, that we're not operating in a, a a holistic model, a holistic paradigm right now. Um, and there's been a couple of messages that I've brought through privately for private clients in which he's talked about something that I really don't know much about to tell you the truth. And I'd love to hear more. And it's what he's called accelerationism. And, um, there were two private messages that I've channeled, uh, within the last several months, uh, in which he spoke about it. And it was spoken about in such a way that I was like, okay, this is it's important because he was speaking about how this is part of really the, the imbalance that we're experiencing, the, the real unhealthy imbalance uh, that's happening. So I was uh, reflecting on the difference between 
asking him what's what's the difference between holism and accelerationism and um if he wants to share more about accelerationism publicly because again those were in private sessions that i can't really speak about but um if he wanted to share more about that uh that would be one of my one of my questions so those are my questions that's what's on my mind and my heart which again i'm putting it all out there and then he can pick and choose what he wants to respond to um, but i want to get to the questions now that the um submissions were from the Archangel Michael study group. Uh, so thank you everybody who participates in that uh, for sending some things along. And I apologize if um, you send something and you don't feel like it gets put in. It, it could be that it's either too personal or that I might not have gotten it because I get, I did find out recently that there was one uh, email that I didn't come through. I didn't receive it actually. So uh, my apologies if that, if that happens. So um, three people actually wrote me asking questions about the virtues. And if Archangel Michael could go deeper into explaining the virtues, he brought up um, the virtues last month in the transmission last month. So again, you can go listen to that on the podcast if you haven't. Um, he talked about uh, the importance of them, but he didn't really list them. And the people that were asking were said, you know, if he could tell us more about what they are, um, because he's been speaking really about why they're important. And um, But if he could tell us more about like maybe a list or something, a more complete list of of what those um, virtues actually are is what the participants were actually um, wanting to get further insight into. So that was one of the questions. I can also say that in other Archangel Michael study group series, he has discussed uh, the importance of the virtues before and he has listed some of them, but I also think it would be really good for us to get a, a comprehensive list. I don't think he's ever given us a comprehensive list of the virtues. So then I got another question from an uh, a participant in the study group that said that she wanted to hear him speak more about if he could on the subject of entrainment, um, which is, uh, I don't have time to explain what entrainment is, um, but if he wanted to explain to us more about what entrainment is, that would be great, um, and uh, how we can more utilize it uh, in our life to keep our frequencies high and to assist us uh, with the planetary um, healing and transformation, um, journey, ascension, etc. that um, uh, that, that, that is spoken about uh, many times throughout these uh, years of messages. So if he wants to speak about entrainment and give us much more information about that, uh, even just explain it more to us, uh, that would be that participant's question. And then um, another question from another participant. There's actually uh, three questions here from this participant um, wanting to know if Archangel Michael could speak more as f about love as a power and a force. Uh, he's also spoken using that term about what love is um, and called it uh, so much more than emotion, he said, and, and called it a power and a force. So she was wondering if um, he could speak more about love as a power and love as a force. And um, the same participant was wondering if he could speak um, specifically to us about um, the uh, the frequency of the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, that we are um, experiencing right now. I think that's a very interesting question. Uh, we're, we're, we're deep into this pandemic and um, we're moving into what very much feels and um, I see with both my clairvoyant vision as well as my, my physical vision, um, a, a new spike. Uh, some parts of the world is having a second wave. We've never really gotten out of the first 
first wave here in the United States, um, but we're moving into a third spike with that. So I think anything that we could learn about that frequency, um, he hasn't spoken much about that. So I think it's a great question to put out there. Um, and then of course, like not only what the frequency is, but then the question wasn't asked, but I'm assuming that um, that the, that she's asking the question probably to what we can uh, do to um, you know move past uh, you know healing it uh, to actually uh, clear the frequency um, you know heal ourselves uh, perhaps using energy healing or something along that line uh, maybe part of that question as to why that question is being asked and then I received from another participant. Um, a, uh, there's, there's probably more questions here than unfortunately than I can, uh, ask because it just gets to a point where it feels like it's, it's too many. But, um, what I'll, I'll, I'll read here, um, is that he's been speaking about karma. Um, and, uh, so the question is wondering if, um, if that karma is what, just if he explained more of the karma, I guess, to us. Um, and then let's see, it says, uh, he says, as part of the reason they are coming back because we previously dealt with them in a two dimensional. So as part of the reason why the karma that's coming back is the reason is because we dealt with them in a two dimensional thinking way. He's also been speaking about, um, how we are stuck in a two dimensional polarizing type of thinking. So that's part of this question. Can Archangel Michael illuminate or or distinguish the thinking behind our past choices, uh, that failed to resolve an issue and that may be causing the negative karma, um, and how to make better choices, uh, moving forward. So that's one of those questions in this series. And then, um, also about the shadow. Uh, he's also been talking about, so in fact, the last message, um, really, he said that we're in a karmic reckoning right now and, um, that we're in a period of, uh, breaking down or breaking through, uh, in, in, in this karmic reckoning. So I believe that, um, some of these questions are in reference to that. And also in reference to, uh, the, 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 the shadow based, based actions. Um, so, I'm just trying to scan through here. Um, what does it look like uh, for us to act out of humility and detachment? That's a good question. And um, let's see what else is on the bottom here. This, um, these are all so. So I'm trying to integrate the teachings and moving from second two-dimensional dualistic thinking into third dimension union integration synergy thinking, with prior teachings from Archangel Michael on keeping the heart open by transmuting and transforming fear and other negative emotions, as well as his teachings on detachment. These are all interrelated in an important way that is escaping me. Could he speak to this? Well, I'll put it out there. Um, yeah, I agree. Those things are all interrelated, the two-dimensional thinking and union synergy thinking. Um, yep. Okay. Well, we put it all out there. Uh, so that's it. We're putting it all out there. And then the process is we let it all go, right? So that's what's on my heart. That's what's in the minds and thoughts of everybody who have invited to uh, submit questions. So here's what we're going to do. So here's the process we're going to use from this point on to receive the, um, hopefully, some of the answers to some of these things. He also could decide, uh, occasionally he'll do this, to not answer any of these questions whatsoever. And just to, he has his own thing he wants to speak about and uh, just go in that route too. That's fine. So that's why we, re that's why we release it, right? We put it out there and we let it go. 
So the next part of the process we're going to be doing uh, is a step-by-step -step process the angels gave me years ago that I always follow. So they told me if I always use it, it'll always work. Until they change that, otherwise I continue to use it. So um, it's a process of, um, really, it's four things done in five steps. So the four things are praising, thanking, I'm sorry, sorry, praising, asking, thanking, and receiving. And then the fifth step is returning back to praise once again. So praising, asking, thanking, receiving, and then returning back to praise once again. So in fact, I throw even a little bit of gratitude in with that last bit of praise there at the end. Um, and so for praise, which is a connection with the divine, uh, this is a very, very, very important part of making the connection with the divine energy, making the connection with the, the presence of the divine and the divine beings of the angelic realm. So um, the uh, praise chant uh, is the same one that I always use for these transmissions and that is Mikael, 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 which is a uh, pronunciation of, there are many different types of pronunciations of Archangel Michael's name, so this is the pronunciation that he asked me to use in this chant. So Mikael, 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 um, and remember Remember when we're chanting Mikael, we're not just chanting, um, we're not just asking for Michael, we're not just invoking Archangel Michael's presence, uh, we're actually saying the ancient Sanskrit word that uh, translates as to um, he who is like unto God. So he who is like God or he who is like unto God are the different translations of that word. So the L part was an actual, is an actual invocation of the divine, not just uh, the divine being of Archangel Michael, but an invocation of the divine. So, Mikael, 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 Adonai, Elohim, also Hebrew names for God, uh, and the um, Adonai, uh, Elohim, the Elohim part uh, is plural. That translates, when it translates from Hebrew into English as a plural, um, uh, it doesn't have, it has both masculine, feminine, and uh, God's energy plural, so uh, the angels say that that includes them, that's like that expansive energy of God that um, includes all beings and includes them, uh, that they are part of that Elohim. So there's Adonai Elohim and Adonai Eloheinu, and then back to Mikael, Mikael, Mikael. So that's the praise chant. Um, I will be singing it, and you guys can join in with me. Um, you can do it along with me, either silently or out loud. This process works best if everybody is participating in it. You will get the most out of this um, transmission and uh, light activation, which is can be healing, can be awakening. It can do so many things for so many wonderful things people have reported to me over the over the decades here. Um, you know, the, you'll get the most out of it if you participate fully and go through the whole process, uh, follow along as I'm as I'm guiding, as I'm instructing. Um, and so then, then after we do the praise chant, I will lead us then in a step-by-step -step, uh, group invocation that you everybody's muted. So if you want to say it out loud, or if you want to chant the praise chant out loud, uh, do the invocation out loud that's fine or you can do it silently but again please just participate with me it's going to be you know a group invocation of Archangel Michael in a different way where we're asking him to come and asking him to respond to these questions and to help us so then um, after that I'll guide us into the gratitude prayer so a group gratitude prayer for the thanking portion of the process and then after that I'll guide us and this is seamless right so we're just going to go seamlessly through here and I'll guide us into 
the receiving, um, in which your job is just to um, relax, make yourself comfortable, go into <clears throat> a meditative state, and um, remain in a listening meditation, a relaxed meditation um, throughout the time that the full transmission is coming through. And again, because he says that um, this is his instruction, um, because the angels say that it's not just uh, during the time that they're speaking that the energy is coming through, it's also coming through directly in that, that state. The being in that meditative state helps you receive everything they're transmitting to you. And um, he'll usually speak for however long he wants to speak for. Um, and he'll usually say goodbye or he'll just go quiet or silent. And then um, I'll come back in uh, at when he does finish uh, his, his vocal part of the transmission. I'll come back in and I'll have us do a little bit of gratitude there at the end and the praising once again at the end. But the praise chant at the end, I change it. And uh, it's, it's the simpler version. And it's just a couple of times. I usually just do it like two or three times just to honor the process and bring it all full circle as I've been instructed to do. Um, so the, uh, the the praise chant changes at the end to just being Adonai Elohim by itself. So it'll just be the words Adonai Elohim uh, that'll be, uh, I'll, I'll sing and bring us uh, fully up out of the meditation after that. And then the, when I'm first coming up out of the meditation, for those of you who never participated in this with me before, uh, which is why I'm explaining this all to you, because there's always, always new people for these for these global transmissions. Um, the uh, the the first thing I like to do is share anything that I saw, heard, or felt that went in addition to what was being said. Sometimes there are actual very uh, elaborate visions. Um, sometimes there are very elaborate um, feel feelings that I have, things that really stand out. Sometimes there's even additional clairaudient information that comes through. Whatever it is, um, I'll share it when I'm first coming out of the trance. I'll be in a, um, I'm a, I'm a conscious trance medium, so I will be in the place right before Sleep. I won't be asleep, but I will be in the place right before sleep. I'm hearing what's being said at the same time that you're hearing it. I'm becoming the witness. I watch, witness, listen, observe at the same time that you're listening. I'm listening, and I watch, witness, listen, observe um, as I expand my energy out and allow his energy to come in and um, allow him to use my voice um, to speak through uh, the, the auditory part, uh, the vocal part of this transmission. So um, that's it. That's the process we're going to use. So I want everybody to make themselves comfortable. I'm going to grab a drink of water right next to me here. So bear with me for one moment while I take a drink of water and you guys get yourselves comfortable. Okay. Let me just check and make sure everything's good with these recordings here. I want to make sure those are all good. Oh, good thing I'm checking because, okay. Yep, looks like they are. Okay. Alright. So we're going to sit back now. We're going to close our eyes. We're going to begin by taking some long, slow, deep breaths.
Now I'm going to begin the praise chant and ask you to either silently or out loud participate along with me. Mikaya. into the asking, the invocation for asking. Please follow along with me silently or out loud. The next step is for all of us to call upon the presence of divine love and divine light. Ask personally for 
ourselves to be surrounded by, filled by, protected by divine love and divine light. And then let's ask that we be connected through divine love and divine light in a circle of light and a circle of love. All of our energies connected in a circle of light and love from wherever we are in the world. We're gathered here in this circle to receive this transmission and for all of those joining at any place at any time to feel always a part of a circle of love and light where we are safe and we are protected and we are connected to the divine and to Archangel Michael. And then let's silently or out loud literally call upon Archangel Michael by name in whatever way feels right to you. Call him into our circle. We know that he's present on earth, working with all beings and all people of the earth. Let's call him into our circle of light and ask him to use this as an opportunity to connect with us directly, to commune and communicate with us directly. Ask him to be fully present with us wherever we are, whenever this is being received and for him to give the full transmission that he wishes to give at this time. The full light activation that he wishes to facilitate at this time, we ask him to give that, to facilitate that and to share that, give that. to us and to all of humanity and to the earth. And then we ask him to hear the questions that have been put forth, that have been spoken about and verbalized here today. And if he so chooses to respond to any or all of these questions, giving us his insight, his answers, his wisdom, We're also just going to silently give him permission to speak to us freely about anything that he feels is for our highest good to know right now. So we'll just silently give him that permission to speak to us collectively and to humanity collectively, anything he thinks is for our highest good. And we're open to receive all that he has to transmit for our highest good today today and every day. And then as the angels have instructed, moving on with the process that they've given, we're going to move on to gratitude and we're going to open our hearts with gratitude through gratitude prayer. 
So first, let's send out a gratitude prayer and thanking Archangel Michael, sending out our gratitude and our thankfulness and appreciation for all that he is, all of who he is and what he is and all the roles that he plays in our lives and in our world, known and unknown to us. Let's just send that prayer out. And then we'll move on. Once we've sent out our gratitude to Archangel Michael, and for Archangel Michael, we'll move on directly to sending out our gratitude directly to the divine, directly to God, and to offer our gratitude prayers for all of the blessings of life. Not just the blessings in life, but the blessings of life. To send out all of our gratitude directly to the divine really let ourselves feel that as the angels have instructed that this part of the process is really to open our hearts to feel that gratitude to vibrate that gratitude to express that gratitude to open our hearts to receive and so then we're going to Deepen our breathing now. Moving to the next step of the process, which is the receiving. And so for all of you, I want you to just relax into a quiet, meditative, listening state, a receptive state. Be in a receiving meditation, receiving all that he has to share. I'm going to go deeper now into my silent meditation and into the silent trance state, the meditative trance state. Until the next words will be the auditory part of the transmission, the message part of the transmission coming through. with all of my heart. I connect with you all, individually and collectively. There's so much to share, so much that I wish to impart. as it is I, the Archangel Michael, that has called each of you 
who are listening to this, who are receiving this. To be the recipients not only of the blessing of the energy I am transmitting right now and the blessing that I am literally sending to all of you and to the earth, but to also be the instruments that each of you are individually. To play the role that each of you are meant to play within the whole of creation. Your role that's unique unto you that no one else can play. as each of you have a unique role to play in the whole as the co-creators that you are. There's so much imbalance, so much healing that is needed and necessary in the world right now. It seems sometimes to distinguish itself, the healing that's needed, to really amplify itself so that you have to look at it and nothing but it. So that it is mo the most blaringly obvious thing. And this is part of what's happening karmically and dharmically right now. Is there's so much healing that needs to be done and that has needed to be done for so long. There's so much imbalance that's part of that healing that it just is absolutely necessary that it become blaringly obvious increasingly obvious that this is the work at hand for humanity that healing yourselves healing your relationships with each other your ability to commune and communicate with one another and live in harmony with one another. Live in unified synergy and harmony with one another. And holistically harmonized and synergized with the earth, with the planet and with all beings. healing on all of these levels. The healing of your body, of your mind, of your emotions, of your spirit, they're all holistically linked to one another. But it is not just your body, mind, emotions, and spirit that are holistically linked. It is everything within creation that is holistically linked. The word holism represents the whole and there is nothing and no one that is not part and parcel 
of the whole of creation, of the whole of the earth, of the whole of humanity. And so when the imbalances amplify and accentuate themselves, as they have been doing, when the imbalances grow and move and push into levels of extremes and levels of extremism emerge, then day by day, moment by moment, the healing that is needed, the healing that is necessary becomes increasingly more obvious, blaringly more obvious, revealing itself to be seen. So that you cannot ignore it anymore, you cannot suppress it anymore, you cannot deny it anymore. cannot be duplicitous about it anymore, cannot be hypocritical about it anymore. Instead, you must rise to heal, to heal yourselves, to heal your world, to heal your relationships. And so what are the powers that you can use as co-creators in this world? What are the powers that restore the balance? Those powers have always been known to humanity. They have always been known to your ancestors. They have always been known, but they have not always been used. They are always known by us in the angelic realm, and we are always using them to help you, to assist you, to heal you, and play whatever role and part we can as co-creators with you. because we cannot do it all for you, but we are here always, always, always. We are here to do this with you. I know how weary many of you are. You are not alone, you have never been alone, and you will never, ever be alone. I promise you this. You are always in the company of angels. Your own personal angels. My company as an archangel for all on the earth and all of the other archangels who are part of my legion of light in the spiritual world, who are not fighters, 
the Legion of Light in the spiritual world and on the earth, let me make this very clear, fights no one and no thing. Not in the sense of what most of you think of when you think of the word fighting, when you think of battling, when you think of warfare. There is no such role that we play. Perhaps metaphorically fighting, metaphorical as the spiritual warrior that I am, metaphorically, yes. And the way and the path of the spiritual warrior in which I use the powers of the virtues. The powers that you have to create balance with, that you have to balance and harmonize your lives and to live lives in balance, lives in harmony, lives in synergy. The powers that you all have are the powers of the virtues and they are the very powers that I use to restore and renew all things back to the light that casts no shadow, to the love that knows no bounds. Not some grand battle of duality. I am not engaging daily, day in and day out in some grand warfare battle of duality. This is a dualistic, two-dimensional thought projection that your dualistic two-dimensional thinking projects onto those of us who are in the spiritual world who carry the spiritual warrior archetype. No, I use the virtues. I live by the virtues. I follow the virtues. I am a living example and a living exemplar of all of the virtuous powers given by the creator for creation to co-create and live and love in harmony with each other. And when I use the powers of the virtues, the light is restored. All things that fall into the shadow, all things that hide in the shadow, that suppresses and oppresses and represses into the shadow of your own individual consciousnesses or the consciousness of humanity through the application of the virtues can be restored back to the light that knows no shadow, the light of God, the light of the divine that casts no shadow, that does not operate in any shadow because there is none in that light, that light that is the source of all light, that can also be known and felt as unconditional love that is so unconditional and so all-encompassing that it knows no bounds. It truly, truly is the love of God that knows no bounds. So through the power of the virtues, applying those energies, using those virtues, 
to live your lives, to interact with the world, to interact with each other. They are energies. They are powers. They are energies. And you all know what they are. But the fact that you have to ask the questions in the first place, and I am not talking about just the people who have put the questions forth today, but so many of you throughout the world who have to actually sit back and ask yourself the question, what am I talking about? What am I speaking of? What is a virtue? The fact that humanity and so many in humanity has to even ask yourselves these types of questions. What are the virtues? That you have to be reminded of it tells you how far you've come away from them. How far out of balance humanity has come. And it is simple. The balance can be restored by using them, by using these powers. Let's begin to look at some of them specifically. Patience is a virtue. It has absolutely nothing to do with waiting. When you hear the word patience, if you think that it is means waiting or translates to waiting, that is absolutely not what it is. You do not understand this virtuous power if that's how you translate it, if that's what you think it means. The way we define patience, those of us in the angelic realm that use this virtuous power every single day to serve humanity day in and day out, to have infinite patience with all of you so that we can infinitely serve out of unconditionally lo unconditional love. If we did not have infinite patience, we would not be able to serve. If we did not practice this patience, this virtue of patience, we would not be able to selflessly serve, to serve out of love and devotion. So what is it? You must use it every time you wait. Yes, this is why you think it is synonymous with waiting. You think it means waiting because you have to use it every single time you wait or else Waiting becomes a very, very, very stressful thing, a very hard and difficult thing. But it doesn't mean that it must be used when you wait. But what it means, what it translates to, is a deep acceptance of what is, while simultaneously holding firm faith and belief in what will be and what can be. This is the definition of the virtue of patience that we in the archangel realm operate with, operate under, and that I am to share with you today as I've shared with this channel and many others. But it's very important 
Because think about the two things that I'm talking about. They are opposites. When you practice patience, when you practice the virtue of patience, you have to reconcile two opposites inside of yourselves. At the same time, both of those opposites, they have to reconcile, they have to synergize. They have to be held simultaneously. It can't just be one or the other. One can't conquer out the other. One can't conquer over or control over or dominate over the other in order to really have patience and be patient. True patience is a deep allowing and accepting of what is, of all that is, of all that is in this moment, here, now. A deep allowing and acceptance of all that is here and now while simultaneously holding firm faith and belief in all that can be and all that is possible and that all things are possible in this way you can be patient with each other and the difficulty that humanity is going through right now. The sorrow, the pain, the grief, the anger, the frustration, the irritation, the weariness. That all of you are going through right now as all of this healing comes to a head, as this karmic reckoning that is bringing all this healing up to come to a head, to be seen so that it can be done. It is absolutely necessary. Using the patience, using the virtue of patience, it can be done, but it doesn't require just the reconciling of opposites that's done through using the virtue of patience. We see, but just because you see all of the virtues help you to reconcile opposites because in order to really practice them, you have to reconcile opposites. Compassion, another virtue. In order to have compassion, the word itself literally translates as to feel with or suffer with, depending upon the translation. To have compassion is to feel with somebody, to have compassion for somebody is to feel with them, to compassionately know someone's challenge, their obstacle, their difficulty, and everyone has it. Everyone has some challenge or difficulty that they are facing somewhere in their life. Something that they are struggling to heal or something that they have not overcome, that they are working to overcome, whether they ever speak of it or not, whether they ever acknowledge it or not. Everyone in the world 
has something. Known or unknown to them. That they are struggling with. Their own inner struggle. Their own personal struggle. And compassion must be used as the power that it is. The virtuous power. To go beyond judging somebody or criticizing somebody because they have that issue or because they have that struggle. And to feel with, not feel sorry for, that's sympathy and sympathy is something else entirely. It is an emotion, it is not a virtue. Sympathy is an important human emotion, a real human emotion, but it is not a virtue. Compassion is a virtue. But in order to feel with someone or suffer with someone, meaning feel their pain, feel their sorrow, feel their happiness, feel their joy, because compassion doesn't just have to be with just the negative emotions and the struggles alone. But in order to have that compassion, As I said, opposites need to be reconciled. Being able to feel with, relate with, because it's also about relationships, relate with, while simultaneously releasing all judgment. to deeply, deeply on the heart level relate with somebody while simultaneously releasing all judgment. It opens the heart because it absolutely requires the heart to be open in order to practice that virtue. By practicing the virtues, by living the virtues, you use these powers, these virtuous powers, to realign, to heal yourselves, to heal your world. They're already in you. You don't have to go outside and find something. You don't have to go purchase something or buy something. But you have to live them. You have to live them. Truth is another virtue. And it is a subject that literally I could speak volumes about. And it is a subject that all of you right now are also needing incredible amounts of healing around. That you all are needing to look at what it is, what it means. What that power really is and how it should be used, how it has to be used. And there are opposites to be reconciled in working with the truth, yes, because there are two different types of truth. There is your personal truth, which is the subjective truth. which is entailing your personal perspectives and your personal views and 
your perspective of reality. And it's very important. But then there is also objective truth. Objective truth exists in the universe, within the natural laws. The laws of science are trying to understand those natural laws. The laws of physics are trying to study those universal laws. They're not going to be fully understood, those universal laws, without the reconciliation of both. Both must reconcile and both must synergize in order to have the full and whole and complete understanding of the whole truth. You cannot just say subjective truth is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It is not. You cannot just say objective truth is the whole truth and nothing but the truth. It is not. I cannot emphasize this enough because there's so much struggle going on in your world around this issue right now. And even subjective truth, which is personal truth, even that has to be real. Intentional misleading, intentional falsehoods, intentional duplicitousness, which is what you call lying. That's not personal truth. That's not subjective truth. Your truth is not even just what you like and what you dislike. Ultimately, your truth, your personal subjective truth, has nothing even to do with your likes and your dislikes. It's the truth in your heart. It's the truth in your soul that resides as the true will in your soul that all of you need to seek, that all of you need to find when it comes to your personal truth, your subjective truth. But then you need to seek to reconcile that with the objective truth. Mathematics, for example. There is a beautiful order, a divine order to all of creation that is manifested in this mathematical precision, in this entire language, in what you call science, because it is a science and it is so much more than you even understand. Everything comes from spirit, from energy into form, everything. 
Everything is energy before it is form. And that is not just metaphysics, it is physics now too. And as everything is coming from spirit into matter, as that which manifests from spirit into matter becomes manifest, it manifests through mathematics, it manifests through sacred geometry. And a mathematical precision and the chemical and alchemical precision and the physics and the metaphysics that are all a part of that precision. Knowing the universal truth. Is what science seeks, is what religion seeks, is what you all seek. And to live by the virtue of the truth is to reconcile the two, to reconcile those opposites inside of you, to not let one dominate over the other, to not throw out one for the other. The truth of your soul, the true will of your soul that I was speaking of is objective, subjective truth. That's the truth of your free will, it's the truth that speaks to you and guides you through your intuition. But the truth of the intellect is also important and vice versa. They must be synergized. In truth, in whole truth, they exist in synergy. In the whole truth of all creation, they exist in synergy. Within the whole truth of who you are, they exist in synergy. And they must exist in synergy in your lives. And you must use the virtue of truth to reconcile these. As the way to balance, as the path to balance. And then there is being true with your word. The power of word. Again, I could literally speak volumes just on this one virtue alone and how much humanity has to learn and realize and discover about this. But I can tell you that those who are not only not following the virtue of truth, not using the virtue of truth, but who are intentionally creating falsehoods and intentionally misleading and misrepresenting the truth are creating incredible karma for yourselves, for your nation and for your world. And this brings me to speak about the virtue of empathy. Empathy is a virtue. And it's not something that's just meant for a few sensitives who are gifted at being empaths. 
The virtues are powers that maintain and sustain the balance of life, that create the synergy of the holism of life. And all of you, some have it more than others. Some must truly work on it because of imbalances and how deeply suppressed and repressed it is within them. Those who are empaths have it much more easily and amplified within them. And those who are empaths, those of you who have abilities as empaths must truly learn to master this virtue and master this gift. But you all must use it. And it reconciles opposites. Through its power and through what it is, it reconciles opposites. Because it, like sympathy, can be very strong. But it's not feeling sorry for someone. That's sympathy. It's much more like compassion. Feeling with someone is compassion. Empathy is feeling for someone, sometimes to the point of literally taking that energy of that emotion from that person into your own body, into your own emotional energy field feeling for them. To feel for somebody. To feel their pain for them. To feel their sadness for them. Every time you do it, it's as if you take a little bit of that energy from somebody and feel it for them. It's a master healing gift, ultimately. And empaths are master healers once they've learned to master the gift. But all of you must use this virtue. All of you must rebalance yourselves, your lives, heal your world using this virtue. And when compassion and empathy are not used, it is very difficult to have healthy relationships. Or when they are overused and an extreme is gone to, an extremism of anything will pull you out of the place you need to be. Extremism will always bring imbalance. Extremism will always bring dissonance and discordance. 
no matter what it is, no matter what kind or what nature. Empathy helps you to know each other. When you feel for each other, when you feel for someone, when you feel their pain, when you feel their sadness, when you feel their joy, when you feel their happiness, when you feel their worry, when you feel their fear, it enables you to really know somebody. Then you really know and you can really know each other and you can really know what another person is going through. It is the only way to really ever know what anyone else is experiencing or even who anyone else it really is. To use these virtues, not just the virtue of empathy. I am not meaning to say that you can only know who someone is by using empathy and empathy alone. but using these virtues. And then there are the virtues of hope, the virtues of trust, the virtuous power of trust alone. Each one of these I truly could speak volumes on. There is the virtue of faith. which all of you must not lose. You must always use the virtue of hope. You must always use the virtue of faith and never allow anything or anyone to try to take them away from you. Ultimately, no one can. Only you can surrender them. Only you can give them up. Only you can give them over. And there's only one being one source for you to surrender to all things, everything. And that is the divine, the creator, the source of all that is. The lover and the beloved of all souls. The unconditionally loving God of all beings who loves all equally. Surrender is another virtue, but it's not about giving up. Never ever give up. Applying the virtues never requires you to give up on any of them. Don't give up on being patient with each other, on being compassionate with each other. Don't give up on the healing that's necessary and what you have to do to see your way through all of these challenges that you face, not just the global pandemic, it is a huge one. 
but it is so many coming all together at a confluence, a conjunction, yes, a grand conjunction that is happening. A grand conjunction for humanity. For the healing of humanity, for the healing of the earth. Apply the virtues, live by the virtues. Go deeper into them. It's not enough to just think I'm doing it because I'm a good person. If you are a good person, if you truly are a good person, you are living the virtues in some way, shape or form, yes. But there's always greater depths to go into. The path of personal and planetary transcendence, enlightenment, ascension, whatever you choose to call it, is a path of mastery and it's the path of love. It's the way of love. It's the middle way of the reconciliation of opposites because once you have reconciled the opposites, you have brought the two dimensional energies together into a third dimensional synergy and then you can transcend and you can access higher consciousness and you can access so much more of what you are capable of. So much more from there. but only from there. And the list could go on. There are many, many other virtues, but I wish to speak about love. Before I close this message today and this transmission, is love a virtue? Yes. Is it only a virtue? No. Is love an emotion? Yes. Is it only an emotion? No. Is love a feeling? that you get and a feeling that you can feel. Yes. Is it only a feeling? No. Is love a power? Yes. Is it only a power? No. The only word in your English language that I have repeated and I will repeat again today, to use to describe it is a force. It's a power, it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's all of those things, yes. It's a virtue, yes. But it's also transcendent to all of those things. It is a force. And from our perspective and how we know and live and be and teach and share, we understand it to be the force. 
the force that makes all things possible. The force that has the power to heal all things. The force that has the power to restore all things. So if you are struggling with any of the virtues, you can always bring in that force. And it will help you to reconcile what needs to be reconciled and go deeper into the practice and the living of those virtues and the living of a virtuous life. And when you love, it's got to be unconditional. If it's not unconditional, it's not real. It's something else. It's some other type of love. Conditional love is something else. It's not the force I'm talking about. The force I'm talking about is all-encompassing, unconditional love. The love that knows no bounds, that has no end. The love that condemns no one. A love that claims superiority over no one, but brings equality to all, justice to all. And so when you're having a difficult time knowing that force, living by that force, healing, transforming yourself by the force of love, turn to the virtues. And when you're having a hard time living by the virtues, apply love. And when you're struggling with your emotions, Apply love always, always, always to each and every one of the emotions and it can heal and transform those emotions. Apply love to your fear. Apply love to your judgment. Apply love to your criticism. Apply love to your pain. Apply love to your joy. Whatever the emotions are, apply love. As I've said and instructed previously in this series of messages. And it really can be as simple as a choice that you make. Free will is so much more powerful than you know, than you realize. You all have a choice and you must use the power of your choice. You must use the power of your free will. Use that power and use it wisely. Let love be your guide. And the power and the emotion and the feeling and the force. That is your guide to making the choices to choose love, 
to choose what is the most loving thing that I can do today? What is the most loving thing that I can say today? And sometimes it is no. It is saying no. It is saying enough. When there is immorality, when there is the lack of virtues, when there is harm, when there is hatred, sometimes the most loving thing that you could possibly do is to say no. Other times, the most loving thing that you can do is to say yes. So what is the most loving thing you can do, word you can say? It doesn't always mean being sweet all the time. Sweetness is sweetness. Love is love. They are different. They are not the same. Sometimes love is blunt. Sometimes love must be very, very blunt and direct and applying love in that way. And there's a term that is in your common vernacular called tough love. It's very real. Love applied with firmness and directness and bluntness. But it still has to be love. Or at least it has to be sourced from that love that that comes to you and it comes through you. And other times it is sweetness and it is done with sweetness. And all the things that you normally think of when you think of loving sweetness. But love is not just sweetness. But it is not harshness either. And all of you have been learning so much about what love is not. And you have to know. You decided this long, long ago. All of you. You chose to know. To know all of what love is and all of what love is not. In order to know what love truly is truly is. And so with all of my love and from all of my heart, I end this message today, this transmission. I speak it from my heart to your heart. And I thank you. So be it.
That's the end of the message. Let's just take a moment to say a silent prayer of thankfulness and appreciation for the message and for the Archangel Michael. Then we're going to complete the process with just a little bit of praise here at the end to bring it full circle. There's the Adonai Elohim by itself. Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Elohim. Deep inhale and exhale. And then we slowly bring ourselves back of the meditation. As I'm coming up out of the meditation, the first thing I'm aware of is my whole entire body is vibrating. Very, very, very strong, high vibration. And I'm feeling very moved by the message. These messages have been very emotional messages um, the seri- in this series. Uh, I feel that that was one of the most impassioned pleas I've ever channeled um, from Archangel Michael. There was points where I just felt like he was giving, um, he was, yeah, he was just bringing through this impassioned plea. Um, I've heard him give pleas to humanity for all of us before, but uh, it was very, very strong. And interestingly, every time, and the the one time, there was more than one tear, but every time there's, I come out of the channeling and there's one tear at least in the, in my left eye. Um, So that was also something as I was coming up out of it. I didn't get a lot of visuals, but there was one or two visuals. I'm going to try and explain. It's very, very hard to explain. Um, I was seeing the energies. I was seeing the virtues as energies, what they energetically are and how they contain these two opposite energies within them. And they make that synergy. I was just seeing how that happens um, when we're not living or practicing the virtues um, in a whole way, in a complete way. Uh, And I'm not going to say perfect because no perfect, he's not taught, and this is not perfection. It was also obvious to me, very evident to me that uh, in no way, shape or form does he want us to think that we have to do this perfectly all the time. Um, Especially the human concept of perfection. Absolutely not. but to try to practice them uh, in a whole way, to holistically live them, the whole of what they are, um, apply them, you know, use them. The, this, this way that I mean, I've never, it's the best explanation of the virtues of every channel. So I thank you, uh, those of you, the three of you, I guess it took three people asking him for this to come through, like literally three coming from several different, different directions. Um, for it this to open because it's the it's the most uh, um, 
I'd say, complete so far, uh, deep, definitely, of all of the teachings I've ever channeled on the subject of the virtues. All right. Let's see what else, if there's anything else that's coming to me real quickly. Um, just in awe. I'm always feeling in awe. That was That's always one thing I'm always just left with. I'm just always in awe of this incredible, incredible being Archangel Michael is. One of his um, most touching, moving moments I felt uh, very moved and touched by and um, felt like he was really putting his whole heart into it was when he was reminding us that, that, that he's there, that they're real, they're there, and um, we're not alone. We don't have to do any of this alone. We don't have to understand any of this alone. So please, please, please um, remember to ask the angels for their help and um, to open our hearts to letting them guide us. And that's what he's, that's, uh, what he's saying he's there and ready and willing to do. So, all right. I'm going to finish up the recordings now, turn those off, and then I'll unmute everybody so anybody's still left on the call can say goodbye.